previously on Live at 605. And then waking up with like vomit then everywhere. Then roofie me, I got food poisoned by Hooker Harvey's. John Mallon. And Val Gomez. Coming to you live from beautiful downtown Toronto, this is Season 14, Episode 11 of Live at 605. And once again this week, it is another crazy week of crazy antics, stories. It's Hobo Watch 2017 continues as per usual. And we're going to do things a little bit differently this week. Once again, uh, we're going to have to do a Where in the World is Val Gomez segment because she has flown out of the country and is currently on assignment in Texas for us, picking up stories and doing a couple crazy adventures. So she's not here this week. However, she has an epic, insane, crazy story about her travels this morning at Toronto's Pearson Airport. She texted me right before she took off and she's like, oh my God, I barely made it on this plane. I have a horseshoe up my ass, crazy stories. And I was like, all right, I'm like, well, when you get to your hotel room, record it, send it to me, and I'll post it for the podcast. So you guys have that to look forward to. I've listened to it. It's crazy. Val always gets herself into some uh, interesting situations when it comes to traveling. And she had to leave around 6.30 this morning. She had a flight at 8.30 a.m. And last night we were debating what time she should leave. And her and I are very different when it comes to traveling. I always want to get there as early as possible because you never know if there's traffic outside, if there's traffic at the airport, security lines, this and that. Like when we went to Punta Cana a couple months ago, we kind of um, we kind of landed on leaving in the middle. Like I would have left an hour earlier, she would have left an hour later. We're like, okay, let's compromise and leave at this time. And we barely made it to our flight because it was the longest line ever to check in. Like I'd never seen a line this long. It took us like almost 90 minutes to check into that flight. I'm like, oh my God, we still got to go through security and all this kind of stuff. So anyways, we have that to look forward to. We have her uh, Live at 605 remote, which will be coming up in a few minutes. I have some crazy stories about Hobo Watch 2017 and a crazy video to go with it. We also went to a wedding this week. We went to the Gorillas concert last night, which is why this episode has been posted a day late because we've been very busy. And we also, um, like I said, because I'm riding solo this week, if it's a solo podcast, I always try to like to uh, do a best of towards the end to reward people who are new listeners who maybe haven't heard some of the classic 605 episodes. So if you want, I think I'm going to be posting later on li- uh, late night at 605, which is all the way back in season two. I wrote, recorded, and produced a late night talk show where I, in fact, interviewed Old Dirty Bastard Hologram. So that is a classic 605 segment we'll get to a little bit later on. You won't want to miss it. I listened to it today, and even though it's from 2013, there's some funny shit in there. I do fake commercials. I do interviews. I do uh, different written sketches. I think you guys will like it. I laughed at it, maybe just because I wrote it and recorded it, but I think you guys will like it too. So without further ado, why don't we get into this bad boy and give out all the sponsorship this week. So as usual, you can follow your boy on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Malencamp. Haven't posted much on Instagram. I'm always posting stuff on Twitter. But if you want to follow me on Instagram, I don't post uh, pictures or collage or whatever. I usually do more Insta stories, Insta Live, whatever they call it. 
So I'm so angry. I took an awesome video last night at the Gorillaz concert, and I thought I saved it on Insta Stories, but I didn't. So now it's lost forever. It was me recording Andromeda live, which is my favorite song off the new album. So I was a little bummed, or that would be uh, posted up there. But let's keep it going with the contact information. You can follow your girl Val on Twitter and Instagram. She's at ValGomez23. And she's been posting some awesome epic pictures from the last couple days. You can see pictures of the wedding we were at. You can see pictures at a conference she was at. that She did a great job uh, producing and shooting. And you can see pictures from the Gorillaz concert on her Instagram. And also, the main one is go to facebook.com slash live605. And you will see me post this crazy pyromaniac fire video that happened just outside the 605 studios. It was fucking insane. And uh, yeah, so go there for picture memes, gifts, all the above, all the fun stuff you guys know and love. And then go to iTunes and rate, subscribe, and tell a friend about Live 605 because the more uh, we get on that, the more chances we get to move to the news and noteworthy and the more people will listen to it and the more we'll want to do it because we keep doing this because i think people are listening i think you guys are i think you guys are enjoying this so like i said this is going to be a little bit of a different episode we got a bunch of shit i want to talk about and get off my chest we got val's like 12 minute flight segment story which we're going to get to and then later on i will reward you guys with two things first of all my late night episode and thirdly, the band of the week this week, it's different. I've been keeping this a secret from you guys, but I've been secretly practicing and learning how to play instruments, and I've been taking vocal training, and I've wrote and recorded my very first single. And if you guys are lucky, if I'm feeling confident, I think I'm feeling confident, I will be this week's band of the week. So look forward to my musical debut later on as the band of the week, your boy, John Mallon pouring his heart and soul out into a song that I wrote, recorded, and sang. So look forward to that for sure. You guys got to stick around just to hear me sing. Because if you can tell from my sultry, is that the right word? Amazing podcast voice. Y'all know that I can sing. All right, so let's get into it. As always, we have to start things off with a sponsorship. And my sponsorship this week is going to be a pretty quick one because it's just something small that happened, but it definitely annoyed me. It definitely... It's one of those situations that, again, makes me want to move out of this place. So why don't we get into it? This is the Sponsorship of the Week. Sponsorship of the Week. Okay, if you guys have been listening lately, and especially I think the last couple episodes, we've been talking about how I think we're ready to move on from apartment living and move on to something bigger and better, maybe become homeowners, you know, do the grown-up thing. One of the main reasons, aside from Hobo Watch 2017, of why I want to move out of this place is I hate taking elevators. I'm just sick and tired of elevators. I hate waiting for them. Uh, We have three elevators here, and we call one of them the death elevator because you don't know if you'll get trapped and die in there. So usually if I'm by myself, I only take the elevator if no one's there, and if not, I take the stairs. Well, it's become a little bit harder to take the stairs up and down because of the Hobo Watch 2017. I'm proud to say we are another week hobo-free, although there was an incident outside Sunday night, which I thought was Hobo Watch 2017. But after doing some research, in fact, it was not hobos. It was stupid uh, losers who live next door. So I will get into that later on. It involves pyromaniacs, so you won't want to miss that story. But so this day, what day was this? I think this was Sunday when I was coming home, and I was by myself because Val was away. She was uh, at a conference for most of the weekend. 
And I was coming home, and I was dead tired because I was outside swimming all day in the sun, enjoying myself. I went over to uh, Val's brother's house, Carl, in and, and, uh, Beth's place, and they had the whole family over. And I felt bad because Val was working on Sunday, but I went over to their place and swam and ate barbecue, so it was pretty fun. But as I got home, as it was a busy day of swimming and sun soaking and all this kind of stuff, I'm waiting for the elevator, and I see two, see two people walking down the hallway, and I was like, fuck, should I just take the stairs, but I'm like, I'm too tired, and the elevator came down, so I'm like, whatever, I'll just get in the elevator with these people. So it's a couple, it's a guy and a girl, and they get in, and they're eating ice cream, and I swear to God, this only lasted like 25 seconds. It lasted from getting in the elevator to going up six floors to my uh, my floor, and the whole time, this is all I hear. Hmm. <laughs> No lie, that is not an exaggeration. That's how that motherfucker was eating his ice cream. The most disgusting, like, lip-smacking. But he was also, like, a heavy mouth breather. So as he inhaled his ice cream, he was going... (laughs) Like, he sounded like a lizard man. Like, he sounded like the king lizard. And it was all I could do from, like, grabbing that ice cream and just, like, throwing it on the ground. It was just... I can't stand... I don't know, just people eating in public. Do you guys eat in public? And what I mean by public, like, do you eat, uh, would you eat on the subway? Would you eat on the train? Would you eat in an elevator? And I get it, you're eating ice cream. Uh, But it's just like, maybe be respectful of how loud of an eater you are. I was also on the streetcar yesterday going into work, and it was like 8.30 in the morning, and someone was eating like a McDonald's burrito or something like that, and it just smelled so bad. And I'm like, dude, come on, like, just... Leave it in your bag until you get to your home or to the house. But there should be a rule just like no eating fried disgusting food on the subway before noon. Because it's just like, oh, the last thing I want to do when I'm waking up in the morning going into work is smell some disgusting McDonald's burrito boy wrap or some shit like that. But, um, yeah, so save your food for when you get home. But it was just I can't get this the sound out of my head for the last two days. I just wake up like I'm having Vietnam flashbacks and it's just like <laughs> and I'm like dude you're eating ice cream like it's one thing if you're eating a steak or a filet mignon or something like that but you're eating ice cream all you gotta do is lick it lick it stick it quit it and that's my sponsorship of the week sponsorship of the week okay so I was trying to think uh, how to do this episode so much shit happened in the last week that I was like, okay, Val's not here. I kind of want to save some of it. Like we went to an awesome wedding on Saturday. So it's been, like I said, it's been a busy week for Val. Friday, she was at a conference about 45 minutes north of the city. She drove back Friday night. We went to our friends, uh, Matt and Mel's wedding Saturday. And uh, they're great friends. They actually live about 12 floors above us in the same building. And they're awesome people. Matt used to work with Val. And we all just like good friends who were super psyched to get invited and go to their wedding, and it was awesome. Like, it was, um, I forget exactly where it was, but it was probably about 20 minutes just outside of Niagara Falls. And so I don't, I don't know, I don't want to get into it too much, because I'm sure Val has a lot she wants to talk about, so maybe we'll save it for next week. But I'll just preface it by saying, traffic in the city is a bitch. For what should have been just over an hour drive, like maybe an hour 10, took us damn near two and a half hours, because this city is just crazy. So thank God to Google Maps that would take we're taking us all over the place. Like we were taking side roads, back roads, front roads, up roads, down roads, all the roads you can take. But it was awesome. We had a great time. They got married in this awesome, I don't know why I'm 
I'm losing my breath here. But they got married in a vineyard, which was so beautiful, and it was like a perfect day. It was sunny outside, but not too hot, not too cloudy, just awesome. And then afterwards, the reception was at this beautiful, um, like, motel, in, not a motel, but like a beautiful establishment where it just overlooked this, I don't know, like, there's a breathtaking view. So as you're eating dinner, you're looking out, and you're seeing, like, rolling hills, and you're seeing rivers and lakes and all this stuff. It was just awesome. We were at lucky number 11, I believe, and we had an awesome table full of uh, great people that we got to know over the course of the evening. It was just a lot of fun. It was just a great time. Like, um, it was one of those weddings where it's like, damn, makes me want to have a wedding. And you know, if you know me, that's not something I say lately. Uh, but anyway, so we had a great time. And then unfortunately, we had to leave a little bit earlier. We left just after 11 because Val had to go back to her conference Sunday morning. I felt so bad for her. We got home around 12.30, and she had to be up at like 5 in the morning to head to this conference. And this has been the theme for her for the last couple of days because even last night, we were out late for the Gorillas concert, and then she had to wake up at like 5 in the morning uh, this morning to go to the airport. So why don't i tell you what why don't i get into the gorillas concert so concert season is upon us we've already seen the arcals which was like uh, just about a, as close as a 10 out of 10 concert as you can get we had gorillas last night next wednesday we have your boy the doobie brothers in chicago the following week we have kendrick lamar the next month we have fleet foxes and i think the month after that we have arcade fire and we were talking last night this is what's also on the potential list of concerts. Counting Crows. Jay-Z. Hans Zimmerman. Now just break down all the concerts. Like I don't think you can get more diverse for concerts as all these I just said. Gorillas last night. Chicago Doobie Brothers next week. Kendrick Lamar. Arcade Fire. Fleet Foxes. Maybe Jay-Z. Maybe Hans Zimmer. I mean we got rap. We got rock. We got indie, we got classical movie scores. It's awesome. It's one of the main things I love the most about Toronto is just so many cool artists and bands and rappers come here and perform. It's the one thing I, I definitely don't take it for granted, and we go to as many concerts as we can. So as I'm sitting here in 605 Studios, I'm looking at looking at my tickets, and the next one I have printed out, Chicago and Doobie Brothers. So if you guys want to come party with us, we're going to go see them next Wednesday, July 19th. Should be a lot of fun. So, out of all the concerts we've been to, my prediction this year still is going to be that uh, Run the Jewels will be my favorite of the year. Run the Jewels was back in February, and it was 10 out of 10. Right now, Arkells is a strong second. But as I looked at all the concerts we had this year, the one that I think I was most anticipating was Gorillaz. Because the first and only time, well, I guess, yeah, first and only time I saw them was seven years ago at the Air Canada Center. I went with your boy Danimal, Danzilla, and it blew me away. It was right when um, Plastic Beach came out. So that has Stylo and Super Fast Jellyfish and Melancholy Hill. And that concert was so awesome because I remember when Damon Albarn set out, set out to do that tour. He's like, I think he set it out to be like, this might be the only time we tour. Like, I don't know if we're going to make more music. So he brought out everybody, every featured artist, rapper, singer on all the records came out and performed at all the stops. So, I mean, I saw like... Uh, when I went there, NERD opened for them. Uh, people who were on stage that performed, uh, Bobby Womack, rest in peace, uh, De La Soul, they had Little Dragon, 
They had like the guitar player from The Clash. They had all these like special guest rappers. I think maybe even most Def was there. It was unbelievable. So I was so excited for this concert because also leading up to this one, Gorillaz have been performing a lot. They did like a Demon Days Festival tour, tour, sorry, which I actually watched it in its entirety because it was so good. And in that show, they brought out Pusha T and Vince Staples and like all the guests, rappers and singers as well. So this concert, I was super excited for. And before I get into it, why don't I give you guys my fast ba- fast bender rating for Gorillaz? Yo, yo, yo. How many Michael Fassbenders do you get out of 10, boy? Damn, dog. You get 8, because that white boy crazy. So on the Fassbender scale, I got to give the Gorillaz concert at the ACC an, 8 point, uh, an 8.5 out of 10. It pains me to say, I, have, I had really high hopes that this would be like a 9.3, maybe 9.5, even higher. And don't get me wrong, it was awesome. So we had fantastic seats. Um, we were like parallel to the con- to the uh, stage. We were in the 100 levels. It was awesome. We got there right when Vince Staples was performing. He was actually the opener. And he was pretty good. I actually like his new album. I think it's called Big Fish Theory. It's, it's pretty damn good. So he was good. But then when Gorillaz came out, um, here's, the, here's the positives. Set list, they did a great job of mixing old songs with new songs. And... Initially, I didn't love their new album. I liked it, but it's grown on me, and I actually like it a lot. So I was pretty happy that they did a bunch of the songs from the new album I like, and then they mixed it in with some really old songs. I was really happy because one song that they hadn't performed probably in about seven years, which was 1920,000, whatever that song's called from the first album, they performed that, and even Dave and Albarn's like, I haven't done this song in years. So that was really cool. Um... Damon Albarn's fantastic. Like he's one of my favorite musicians in general because I love his diverse catalog. He's got Blur, Gorillas, and all these other side bands. So it's just like he does whatever the hell he wants. Love his voice. I love that he produces everything. I think he said most of the new album was produced on an iPad, which is pretty cool with all the different sounds and instruments and beats and this and that. So yeah, overall, I thought his stage presence was great. I love. Um, the band was awesome. They probably had like 12 people on stage, including like five background singers, guitars, piano, this and that. Uh, he performed instruments. He played guitar, played piano. He played that weird piano thing that you put in your mouth and you blow, which he uses for Clint Eastwood. So I thought it was great. Like overall, awesome. Just great stage presence, this and that. Here's where it lost marks. And like I just said, good mix of old and new songs. But they left out so many big songs that I was kind of disappointed. So first of all, from the new album, the two songs I really wanted to hear was the song Moments with De La Soul. Didn't play that one. And then I think it's called Let Me Out, the song with Pusha T and uh, Mavis Staples. They didn't play those two songs. All right, I can get it. You can only play so many new songs. But then the three main songs they didn't play, uh, Dirty Harry, Dare, and they didn't play Feel Good Inc. Arguably, I think you could say Feel Good Inc. is probably their biggest song of all time. And so I think one of the reasons why they didn't play those songs was they didn't have the rapper. So De La Soul wasn't there, Dal the Funky Homo Sabian wasn't there, all these people. But for certain songs, they had a video board. So like, there's one song uh, with one of the rappers, I forget his name, but he wasn't there. But they actually played his recording and had a video screen of, video screen of the guy rapping on video. So it was really cool. It was almost like a giant like 50-foot hologram of the rapper, and they did that for a few songs. And I was just really disappointed that they didn't at least do like a video 
board screening of the rappers for Feel Good Inc. Because when they did the encore, they started with Stylo, which was probably my favorite song of the night from um, from uh, their last album, which was unbelievable. Then they went into Kids With Guns, and then it just kept going. Then they did Clint Eastwood, which was awesome. Like I think people lost their shit completely for that song. Like That was the biggest song of the night. But the one shitty thing was, because the rapper, Del the Funky Homo Sapien, wasn't there, they had Vince Staples come out, and he rapped, but he rapped like a completely different verse than like the classic verse that's rapped on Clint Eastwood. So it was cool, but I think we were all disappointed because we couldn't rap along with it because it's like, I've never heard of this freestyle before. So that was the disappointing thing, was they didn't play three of their huge songs. They changed the lyrics to Clint Eastwood. Um, so that was just kind of a downer. Overall, I still love the concert. I'll go every time they come because they are one of those bands that come once every seven years. There was also this female rapper who came out and performed like three songs and she blew the stage away. Like she was probably next to Damon Albarn, the best part of the show. So overall, great show. If they're in your town, go see them. And yeah, and other than that, I was just kind of disappointed that we didn't get to hear uh, those big songs, which kind of sucks. Okay, so I got two more things I want to talk about. I want to talk about my pyromaniac story. But before we get into that, why don't we go to Val's 605 remote? This is recorded from her hotel room today in Texas, and she has a crazy story. So why don't we give it a listen and see what happened? And uh, yeah, let's give it a listen. It's that 605 remote. You're a fool for this one, baby. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another 605 remote. I am in Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas in the scathing heat. You can actually feel the temperature and like the roasting factor coming off of the windows. Um, it is gorgeous here. It is everything is bigger in Texas. That is a true statement. I can actually say that now. Um, but yeah, this day has been a bit of a whirlwind. Um, obviously, John has caught you up on what the weekend was like and just like the past week and everything. And so for me, from my side, was I was away all weekend at a conference and then we had Madame Mel's wedding. And I drove back to the conference and then yesterday when I came back from King City we went to see the Gorillaz concert which was awesome um, I'm sure John will give you a Fassbender scale rating then I had to pack went to the Gorillaz concert came back detoxed and watched The Bachelorette for a bit and then this morning I woke up at about 5 15 in the morning to head to Toronto Pearson Airport to only endure what I presume is the most chaotic um what you want to call it onboarding process known to man and so I'm very speculative of doing going to the airport in general three hours early I also don't have a nexus card however it takes about half an hour on a good day to get there and I'll give like maybe two hours for an international flight and so I get to the airport it's probably like 6 40 in the morning it took no time at all to get there um I wasn't allowed for whatever reason to online check in through the Air Canada app so got a boarding pass super easy peasy now a bag I have used as carry-on luggage for the better part of my life um has always fit in every overhead bin for the first time ever going through u.s security got stopped and asked me to measure in one of those like carrying things to be like does your suitcase fit in here and so i did do that and 
unbeknownst to me and i almost wanted to like pull the bitch card and call some people out whose bags were clearly bigger than mine and being allowed through and definitely weren't checking because they were fucking holding them um she made me empty my suitcase and basically go through the contents and then lectured me about this being too big and i almost wanted to be like slow your roll broad um but yeah so i did what she did said i had to throw out a fucking 15 dollar shaking bottle of um what you call it aerosol sunscreen which i'm like it's not even a liquid this is it's a mist right and so i'm like if you had to quantify all of this mist into a smaller container we would be fine so either way so that's that at about 7 15 now i have to go into the next round of security which is like they scan your bags and everything and whatnot and i'm worried that I always typically carry a lot of technology on me, but this time um, I had a bit less. Security line, though, was probably... Mm, we could have been stuck there for four hours. And so it had looked like every single flight from like every metropolitan country, or city rather, had come in at the same time. And we were all departing at the same time. So we're standing in line. This guy is freaking out in front of me. And so... <laughs> I am just like, oh my god, this is what John warns me about. I am totally going to miss my flight. And so everyone's freaking out because, you know, our flights are in like 10 minutes and we're like in an hour. We need to board. We still have to go through all this crap. And so this guy's freaking out in the line and then he proceeds to try and cut into the Nexus line. But he does not have a Nexus card. So I'm like, yo, this shit just got real. This man is trying to jump the line in a security checkpoint. Like, you're asking to be escorted out of this fucking place. And so, like, that was one. Then this woman comes over and she's like, 8.15 flight, 8.20 flight. And I'm, nobody's saying anything to her. I'm like, fuck this noise. I'm like, I'm on an 8.30 flight. And she's like, oh, okay. And I'm like, oh, I'm just like, I don't know if you're going to call that one. Does it have to be 820 and 815 if nobody's answering? And so they finally got the man to go back into the line with all the regular people where he was standing. So he didn't have to go to the back of the line or anything. But then out of nowhere, the woman comes back to me only. And she's like, oh, you can go through the Nexus line. And I shit you not, the guy was so fucking irate, and I just heard him being like, what the fuck does she get to go, right? And so I'm like, oh my god, I totally caused a fight. Like, this was insane. And, like, nobody else came with me, so it was pretty hilarious that she just let, like, me. Like, I'm like, I cannot be the only person on a flight to Dallas. Like, this is fucked up. So anyway, so then we go through that ordeal, and then... I end up going to wait in the gate area. And so there's two flights going out. One is to Dallas and one is to Boston. And then obviously, because when does our flight ever leave on time? I am sitting um, at the gate. We are half an hour late for boarding. And then the other error was, <clears throat> there's two errors. One, oh, sorry, second part um, before I go to the gate. The second part after the security, you have to go through US Customs in Toronto um and they have like your own independent kiosk where you get your like checkout form and then you have to physically go up to the teller now again go to this next section it literally looks like there is like 
70 metropolitan cities waiting in here and i'm like this is fucked up it is now 7 40 my flight is boarding at eight and so we haven't been told anything we are all kind of being herded into this one area and it's really jam-packed and everyone again is really irate and so i have this one dude in front of me he's going to boston these two people behind me apparently going to another um destination at the same time though and so the couple's freaking out um the guy in front of me is freaking me out i'm trying to stay level-headed because i just got the golden horseshoe up my ass the first time around so then everybody's freaking out because these lines are wrapping around the kiosk now and it's like estimated time of what the gentleman said was like two hours um to wait to get in through um to see a security guard and so then we were like that's absurd we're gonna miss our flights he's like oh don't worry all the fight flights have been notified and we're like um i don't think that's like a real story dude and so we ended up waiting then another guy comes around and i'm like hey listen um a bunch of us are on a flight leaving at 8 30 and i'm really nervous because there's no board indicating like what flight are they holding or what's going on and they said and like again there's like 50 probably now probably like 400 people waiting in a line to get into a line for security check-in and this guy is just like making up these stories i'm like listen i know this is not your job but there's no way to understand whose flight is available or not i have a flight at 8 30 it's for business i can't be late and so he's like oh okay okay then like all of a sudden we get put into this other line in front of the 400 people right and so we get to go through and i'm like this is fucking crazy right and so like all these people just started kind of like consolidating with me and this dude going to boston and so i'm like yo we just like literally smoked through what could have been a four and a half hour wait here and a delayed flight like a like a missed flight and so i'm like that was pretty spectacular the only shitty thing is then finally go through the gate gate is fine i'm there for like all of five minutes and then we get on the plane i am sitting in front i have a window seat on the side i'm super i'm pretty superstitious or as michael scott on the office would say um justitious um and so i only like to sit on the right hand side of the plane but this time around i was on the left hand side and i had the window seat which was great however there was a kid behind me who was probably like maybe five or six and then another kid in front of me who was also five or six and then a mom who i assume is the mom sitting beside me the grandmother sitting behind her beside one of the kids and then a different couple entirely sitting in front of me so i was exhausted i like basically tried to pass out on the flight as soon as i got on it however the kid behind me kept like kicking my seat and playing with the table tray and so then like i i just when i finally woke up it was probably like an hour i like literally like looked back at the stern look and the grandmother was just like oh please stop kid please stop kid or whatever but then like didn't do anything for the remaining two hours of the flight as the kid literally would put his arms over the fucking headrest and like pull at my hair and so i was like this is annoying and so i just got like really irritated because i almost wanted to be like hey why don't we switch seats mom so that way you're in front of your kid and he can't touch my seat and she refused to so it's so bananas um what you're gonna call it i think this is where i just think it and i try to be really level-headed about stuff like this because we john both john and i have nieces and nephew now um or a niece and two nephews now 
And so I'm trying to be really diplomatic as, you know, even though we're not parents, I like to think if we had kids or we were traveling with our niece and nephews, we would try and corral that kind of situation. Needless to say, nothing happened. Um, then on when we were landing or like coming close to landing, the turbulence was like out of control. But then not so it wasn't even like going up and down and rockety. It was like you could feel the speed of the plane to the point where it felt like we were cruising at like a speed of 250 on the ground. It was really bananas. Um, and so I just was like, oh my God, John is not sitting beside me. I usually break his hand at this point, but now I'm stuck with this like mother who's like literally like she's passed out now on my shoulder. And so I'm holding the railing that she's not holding the hand guard thing. And so I'm like, oh my God, please let this end. Please let this end. So finally stopped after about 25 minutes, which was great. And the weird thing was, I felt like these stewardesses and wait, our, um, stewards weren't doing anything. So during our landing, you know, they come around and say like, please make sure your like seat is in an upright position. Your seat belts are buckled and you take off your big headphones. So then we're coming back down to land. And like the two people in front of me, the mom and the kid, is are clearly lying horizontally on the seats that are completely back one kid refuses to wear a safety belt and the stewardess is just like walking down the line walking down the line and a a dude sitting on the opposite side my preferred side to sit is like fully like a businessman in a suit his chair is like moderately put back and like he's wearing like smaller beats by dre earbuds and she's like i'm sorry you need to pay attention you need to put your seat up and like all these things and i'm like bitch please like this whole fucking family is basically building a fucking hammock in front of me and you're not doing anything and then literally for the landing they just stayed like that and you could see the other side of our row just going insane i'm like what the fuck is up with this flight and so i'm like there must have been something in the air today i think yesterday john and i were commenting it was a full moon or that might have been saturday i'm not too sure but either way this is the first hour in dallas and i'm already like blown away by the amount of craziness here so i think um john has some other great stories for you and we'll see you later it's that 605 remotes you're a fool for this one baby I don't know how she gets herself in these situations, but she definitely has a horseshoe up her ass. She also, I think it's just, she's a, a smooth talker, but I mean that in like the best way possible. Like she's very approachable. She comes off very kindly and this and that. Like people are um, drawn into her. So I can see how she could just like say something really charming and like get into a different line. First of all, the first thing I want to know is what the hell was she making while she was talking? Because she was clearly fiddling around with something. My prediction is she was making herself a coffee because I think I heard her shaking a sugar pack. But she also may have been, who knows, she may have been making a beef stew, could have been making tacos. We'll have to get to the bottom and find out what she was making and or eating or drinking while she recorded that. Next up is who the fuck does this guy think he is that he's trying to just like cut lines? Like everyone's trying to go places. And just as in life, if you're nice and respectful to people, they'll treat you with that same respect. So that's why you see Val. She was able to very kindly be like, oh, I'm on an 8.30 flight. Is there any way I can get ahead? I might miss my flights for business. People want to help you out when you're nice and kind and respectful. If you're being a dipshit loser, they're not going to want to help you. Although I would love to have been there and just seen people's reactions when like Val got to cut all these lines. 
uh, and get ahead of everyone. I do think it's stupid though that they had to like should take everything out of her bag because it's just like that's just kind of annoying and could be embarrassing. Like, what if you have like, what if I'm wearing like frilly underwear or something like that and that's in my bag? But I'm glad she made it on time. It's probably hot as balls there because it's hot as balls here, and we are all excited to hear about her stories next week when she gets back. So stay tuned for that. But it was always good. I'm glad she's able to record and send that in because it's never. You know, we all miss her. She's the best part of the show, so I'm glad she's able to come on and do that. Oh, and I almost forgot. So uh, another place Val flies to a lot uh, is San Francisco. She goes there for work, vacation, all this kind of stuff. I just read today, and I almost shit myself. As I did research, I guess I found out this happened on Sunday, but initially I thought this happened today. An Air Canada flight, and Val was flying Air Canada today, so an Air Canada flight to San Francisco damn near crashed and took out four planes so I saw that I saw that Air Canada uh, Air Canada was trending today on Twitter and as Val told me when she got to the airport and attacked she's like oh I barely made it today so I thought maybe there was like some kind of issue with like mechanical problems or there's big lines this or that so I clicked on the hashtag Air Canada to see what was going on and the headline I read let me see here let me go over to the desk this is what I read Air Canada flight nearly lands on crowded San Francisco taxiway. So first of all, thank God she wasn't flying to San Francisco, because if she was, she probably would have been on this flight. But let me just read this to you, and this is really scary, and I don't know if you guys are nervous flyers. I'm not really a nervous flyer. Like, I don't, like, Val was saying there, her turbulence is pretty bad. I would have loved to have seen what she would have reacted to if she was on this flight going to San Francisco, because she damn well crushes, almost always crushes my hands when we're on flights when there's a little bit of turbulence, but let me read this to you. So the U.S. Federal Aviation Administration is investigating an apparent near-miss involving an Air Canada flight at San Francisco Airport. It says flight AC-759 from Toronto was cleared to land on a runway last Friday, but the pilot inadvertently lined up for a taxiway where four aircrafts were waiting to depart. An air traffic controller became aware of the problem and ordered the pilot to pull up and make another approach. The Airbus 320 then landed safely. The the FAA is currently investigating the distance between the Air Canada craft and the aircraft lined up on the taxiway, which runs parallel to the runway. It It describes the July 7th incident as very rare. Air Canada says 135 passengers and five crew members were aboard the flight from trial. It was not immediately clear how many people were in the four planes on the taxiway. Uh, anyways, it goes on from there, but that's all you gotta know. Fucking plane, like, that's like Breaking Bad when the guy, the air traffic controller, messed up and the two planes crashed into each other. How fucking scary would that be if you're coming down and you see this fucking giant 747 plane coming straight down in the taxi laneway where four other jumbo jets are getting ready to take off? So I was just like, holy shit, just be careful, Val. Like, Air Canada, I love you and all, but Jesus, get your shit together. All right, so as promised, coming up, two things. We got the Late Night at 6.05 Best of episode we're going to be playing, and then we have my very own original debut song, which I will be debuting tonight. All right, guys, so my last story of the day, and you know what? I've recorded about a half an hour, and then we, uh, I think I did all right. I think we had some entertaining talks, some good stories, but I saved the best for last. Alright, so Sunday, this past Sunday, um, Home Alone vows out at her conference, and it's about 10.30 at night, and she calls me after her day, and we're just talking about what we did, this and that, 
And like I said, Hobo Watch 2017. We haven't seen a hobo in or around our complex in probably about two, three weeks. So that was great. Uh, I'm feeling good about myself. So she, we get off the phone now. It's about 11-ish or so. I go, I wash my face. I'm getting ready for bed. I'm just getting things in order for the next day at work. And I'm in the music room. I'm in 605 Studios right now. And I think I'm downloading podcasts. And I have the window cracked. And so the spare bedroom 605 studio faces our courtyard, which is nice. It's a nice courtyard. There's fountains, all this kind of stuff. And it's now about 11.15 Sunday night. And all I hear is, what the fuck are you doing? And I hear yelling. And I just hear a guy say, the police have been contacted. I am filming you. You won't get away with this shit. And I'm like, so I peel open the blinds. I look outside and I'm going to do my best to try and describe it. But all I see, like a Johnny Cash song, is a fucking ring of fire being thrown around in the courtyard outside of where we live. And I'm just like, holy shit. So there's this one person who is literally doing a windmill style spin with their hands. And giant fucking flames and sparks are flying out. Like, this is insane. And I'm like, I don't know what it, if it's like a fireball. I don't know if it's fireworks or what it is. But this person is flinging their hands like a fucking helicopter going around and around and giant sparks I kid you not probably about 15 feet in the air are just going and going and I rec- I grab the camera I start recording I record like 40 seconds of this this thing goes on for two minutes this one person's yelling at them someone else is filming them there's a dog running around barking five minutes later they're done they run away fire trucks come they're looking around but no one's around to like bust these people I'm like what the fuck and I just get so angry and heated because I'm like goddamn hobo watch I, I assumed it was like a homeless person who was just like gone crazy but was maybe out of their mind on some drug or something. And I'm so angry. I'm so pissed off. I'm like, God damn it. Like, what happens if I'm coming home late one night and I got to go through this courtyard and I see these people? Like, you have to be safe here. I was so fucking pissed off. Anyways, fast forward to the next day and I'll spare you some of the other shit I, was, I had to go through. But I, I go into the Facebook page of the building and I see someone post and it made me feel a little bit better. It ended up not being a homeless person who did this. It was actually one of the residents of a building next to us. And I guess this one person was doing this big giant fireball. Her friend or husband or someone was filming it because they were doing like a jackass type of stunt. And they were using like wool steel, smashing it against the ground. and was making these giant sparks. But it was super dangerous because sparks and fire were flying everywhere. They could have easily started a huge fire. And there's a bunch of buildings around us. It could have escalated really quickly. And anyways, I'm still pissed off about it because it's like so goddamn stupid. I'm glad it wasn't a homeless person or some criminal or this. Well, I guess they are kind of criminals. But it's just like how dumb are people to do this kind of stuff? Like people are so on edge these days. There's shitty things happening every day around the world. There's killings, shootings, terrorist attacks, this and that. It's just like... You come home, you just want to relax. Sunday night at 11.30 night, I don't want to hear someone yelling saying, I've called the cops on you, you motherfucker. So anyways, I'll post a picture. I will post the video to see this goddamn pyromaniac. It's never a dull moment on 605. It's just like, I was at my wit's end that day, I swear. I don't, you probably can't tell from my voice. I don't get angry that ang- that often, but I was pissed this night. Anyways, enough about me. Why don't we get into a classic 605 segment? So this, I want to give you guys some history. Uh, when we first started doing the podcast, I was 
we would do 12 episodes and I always started to do two or three episodes a season that were a little bit different just to kind of keep people guessing like I've done late night episodes three of them I've done episodes where aliens invade I've done uh, different interviews different sketches this and that it's now kind of involved more into like a traditional kind of like back and forth uh, talk I guess radio segment with Val and I which I love but sometimes I like to throw in things a little bit different so I want to play you the original episode it's called late night at 605 and it's from june 18th 2013 and so this is awesome i wrote recorded and produced and edited everything i wrote monologue jokes i did an interview with old dirty bastards uh, hologram i did uh, fake people tricks so i was like pretending to be uh, people in the audience doing funny things i also wrote and produced like four or five different commercials. I did this like a legit late night show where it's like I got a band, I got music, segments, commercials, interviews. I even have myself as a musical guest, as you'll see later on. But I did my, uh, I did a performance of me at Hip Hop Karaoke, per- performing Go DJ by Lil Wayne. So I think it's fun. It's only about 25 minutes long. I think you guys will like it. Just stay with me, listen to it. I think it's pretty funny. It still holds up even though it's four years old. And if you get through all that, come back, and I will debut my first single as a recording artist. The song I'm going to tell you right now, it's called Love Me Today. It's a ballad. It's four minutes long. I play guitar, piano, I sing, I bare my soul, guys. So you've got to stick around to hear my debut song by John Mallon called Love Me Today. It'll be on iTunes at midnight. Check that shit out. So why don't we get into it? This is Late Night at 6.05, and I'll see you guys in about 20 minutes to hear my debut song, Love me today. Coming to you live from Club 605 Beautiful Downtown Toronto. It's late night at 605. Tonight's guests are Old Dirty Bastard Hologram, Shaboy, and musical guest Johnny B. Give it up for Lawrence and the Ampersand Man Band. Now, here's your host, John Mallon. Thank you, thank you. You're too kind of me. No, sit down, sit down, please. All right, a little bit more. Come on, bring it to me. Bring it here. Thank you, thank you. Keep it going for Lawrence and the Ampersand Man Band. All right, all right, all right. Sit down, everyone. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. I'm your host, John Mallon, and this is Late Night at 6.05. Wow, crazy week. Crazy week in news, eh, Lawrence? (laughs) Crazy, crazy this week in news. Justin Bieber, Pride of Canada, is once again making headlines. He was recently caught pissing into a restaurant mop bucket. Yeah, yeah, I know, gross. Fans say it was a nice change from the shit he usually releases. Speaking of the Beebs, you know, close personal friend of your Beebs, he was also heard saying, and I quote, fuck Bill Clinton. Ooh, boo, yeah, I know, yes. <laughs> now, not to be outdone, Clinton responded by saying, it's been years since I've had such a big stain on my character. <laughs> ah, yeah, you see what we did there? Yeah, see, you know, it's a Monica Lewinsky stain shirt. <laughs> Thank you, Lars. <laughs> also in the news, customers have been complaining that their pants from Lululemon are see-through. Oh, yeah. Men everywhere responded with, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. You, right, Lawrence? You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> now everyone knows 
late night 605 records in beautiful downtown Toronto, but Toronto wasn't so beautiful the other day. We were actually hit with a really bad weather storm. Yeah, just the other week, Toronto had a massive rainstorm that left the majority of the city decimated with flooding and power outages. It's just awful, awful. Yeah, Toronto hasn't been this unprepared since Game 7 of the playoffs against the Boston Bruins. Too soon? Too soon? A new report has come out stating that the Netherlands has a world's shortest work week with an average of only 29 work hours. Toronto Mayor Rob Ford stated, I can beat that by about nine hours. (laughs) You see what I'm saying? Because he's really lazy and fat and stupid. (laughs) Yeah, Lawrence liked that one. One of the summer's most highly anticipated shows is back on TV now. The Newsroom Season 2 starts off in 2001 with the beginning of the presidential election race. The new season has left Stoner saying, Whoa, deja vu, bro. You see what I'm saying? Because, you know, they're high all the time. They see they, they've already witnessed this. <laughs> <laughs> Paulina Gretzky, daughter of legendary hockey player Wayne Gretzky, recently Instagrammed a picture of herself with the title, Paulina Gretzky wears the tiniest shorts ever. Hundreds of men responded with Lululemon gift cards. <laughs> take my money, take my money. Let me see the seafood. Take my money, take my money. Recently, 90 starving cats were rescued from a smuggler near the Thai border. When asked about the crime, his response was, I would ruin the world a raver. <laughs> you know, because the dog is a smuggler. Dogs hate cats, cats and dogs. <laughs> YouTube went crazy this week when rapper slash actor Most Deaf put up a protest video of himself being force-fed like prisoners in Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> this seems pretty appropriate as his movies have been shoving crap down our throats for years. <laughs> and finally, Chris Brown dropped a new music video this week which he croons alongside sea singer Aaliyah. This act begs the question, if a Chris Brown hits a dead singer, does it make a noise? <laughs> I'm John Now. That's Lawrence and the Ampersand Man Band. We'll be right back with Stupid Human Tricks and Old Dirty Bastard Holiday. Stay slick! Are you trying to troll the internet but you don't know how? Hi, I'm Rick Slick, and I'm here to show you how to troll. For a negotiable price, I will come to your parents' basement and show you the quickest and easiest way to troll on the internet. My services include trolling names, where to troll, how often to troll, and how to deal with being a virgin. Again, this is Rick Slick. Hit me up at rickslick at netscape.com to find out how I can troll for you. Stay slick. Rick Slick. Hi, I'm Todd, and I'm here to sass for you. You can direct message me on Twitter. Just follow at SassingTodd. And for a goddamn reasonable price, I will come to your house, your place of business, or even a park. Sass anyone, anywhere, anytime. Dog jump on you? I'll sass. Hey, watch your dog. Man on vacation trying to go to dinner with you? I'll sass. No, we don't want to go to dinner with you. I'm in a towel. Bunch of ass clowns on a bus won't get out of the way for you? I'll sass. Move your goddamn hand off the bar. I need to exit this bus. Again, this is Todd, and I already gave you my contact info. Now eat it.
welcome back to Late Night at 605. So I'm in the audience, and I'm ready to play Stupid Human Tricks. All right, now, can I get a volunteer? Who can I pick? Let's see, let's see. Okay, you, sir, how about you? Come on, stand right up here. How are you doing tonight? What's your name, sir? <gasps> Hi, I'm Leonard. <laughs> okay, Leonard, where are you from? I'm from Brooklyn, Ontario, and I'm 93 years young. Wow, that's amazing. What do you do, Leonard? I'm a G in the streets and a freak in the sheets. <laughs> that's highly disturbing. Uh, maybe you can help us clear our memories, Leonard. What's your amazing, stupid human talent trick? Well, I'm actually pretty decent at doing... Imp <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm actually pretty decent at doing celebrity impressions. Very cool. Okay, well, first up, what do you want to do for us? Well, Cracker, my first impression <laughs> is going to be James Vanderbeek from Varsity Blues. Timely and relevant impression. Okay, Leonard, let's hear it. Playing football at... <clears throat> Playing football at West Canaan may have been the opportunity of your lifetime, but I don't want your life. Wow, that was, that was amazing, Leonard. Uh, is there anything else you can do for us? Yeah, next up I will reenact a scene from Bad Boys in which Martin Lawrence is pretending to be Will Smith's character, Mike Lowry. <laughs> Okay, so let me get this straight. Your impression is going to be you doing Martin Lawrence doing Will Smith. Yeah, that's right, honky. <laughs> Take it away, Leonard. I'm Mike Lowry. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> it's Mike Lowry. Mike Lowry. <clears throat> no, easy. Mike Lowry. Who's there? Uh, Mike Lowry. Why do I know it's Mike Lowry? Because... I'm Mike Lowry. And you never cease to disappoint. Fantastic, Leonard. You have one more for us you could do. Yeah, sure. Finally, I'm going to recreate the Jesse Pill popping scene from Saved by the Bell. <laughs> Take it away, Leonard. Pills? <coughs> Sorry, let me try it again. Pills? You mean you really are taking drugs? I need them. Jesse, give me those. I need them back. I have to sing. Jesse, you can't sing tonight. Yes, I can. I'm Jesse, Jesse. <laughs> Big round of applause for Leonard, everybody. Leonard, great, great, great job. All right, let me go through the crowd. Let's see who else do we have here. Who else would like to do stupid human tricks? Yes, you, ma'am. Please stand up. Ooh. Well, ooh, yourself. And what's your name, man? <laughs> Beverly. And what do you do, Beverly? I'm a full-time mom, sugar. Great. And what's your talent, Beverly? I can put both my legs behind my neck. Ooh, okay. I think you got all the guys' attention here in the crowd today. Let's take a look. Beverly, she's about to put her legs behind her neck. All right, we need complete silence, everybody. Go for it, Beverly. Oh my god, that was amazing. That is some of the craziest things I've ever seen with my own two eyes. I've never seen you literally put your legs behind your neck and then you got up on your two hands and walked down the stairs. That was unbelievable. I can't believe what I just saw. Amazing. Okay, Beverly, there's got to be some more talent you got. What else can you do for me? Well, sure, sugar. I can juggle four lap chainsaws and then breathe fire onto them and juggle them all at the same time. Now this I have to see. Take it away, Beverly. You're about to juggle four live chainsaws 
and then spit live fire onto them and continue to juggle. And once again, we need complete silence, everybody. Beverly, when you're ready, do your thing. That is the most amazing thing I've ever seen with my two eyes. I can't believe I just saw that. What a visual. I can't believe this. We were in for a real treat tonight, everybody. Be happy you got this episode because that is something you will never, ever see again with your own two eyes. Unbelievable. I can't believe what I just saw. Thank you, Beverly. Thank you, Leonard. That was Stupid Human Tricks. We'll be right back with Old Dirty Bastard Hologram. Don't go anywhere. This is Late Night at 6.05. Take it away, Lawrence and the Ampersand Man Band. Hi, I'm John Mallon, creator and host of the Live at 605 podcast. Over the past two seasons, we've shared such great episodes as First World Problems. First World Problem, my 4G phone only gets 2G service at my parents' house. Well, then get out of your parents' basement and get yourself an apartment. (laughs) This is the end, but the band St. Lucia, who is my band of the week, oh, fuck. Holy shit. Holy shit. Holy shit. And it's your boy. Oh man, it's a pleasure to do it. You know, I've been around the world and I, 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 seen so many faces. Now it's time for you to help us. Live at 605 runs on the support of its viewers. For a simple donation to our PayPal, you can keep Live at 605 afloat. So if you're a fan of legendary 605 segments, such as Was It Worth the Hassle? <laughs> John's Life Tips? Or who wrapped that? Yo, who wrapped that? But where are my dogs at? Yo, who wrapped that? But where are my dogs at? Now let's wrap that. Then log on to www.liveat605.podomatic.com and hit the PayPal button. If you love 605's guests, such as the award winner Val, <laughs> the legendary Pop Smell, the fact that you still want to hang with your dad. Oh, it gets it gets a lot. For the Boys Town Brew Crew. Good evening. And please donate today. Thank you and be easy. First guest will be making the rounds at one of the most popular summer tours this summer, Rock the Bells. Please welcome Old Dirty Bastard Hologram. Yo, yo Miami, yo California. Northeast, West, and South, mother Yo, check this out. This the Dirt Doll. I'm here to make you scream. <laughs> okay, Dirt Dog it is. 
I was gonna go with Mr. Bastard. Is there anything else you'd prefer to be called? Big baby Jesus. Okay, Mr. Jesus. So big news this week. You've announced that you will be going on the Rock the Bells tour. Are you excited? I can't wait. Well, I think that goes without question. <laughs> now, ODB passed away a few years ago. Rest in peace, big homie. How does it feel to be the old dirty bastard hologram and get to represent with the rest of the Wu-Tang Clan? I can't wait. Man of many words you are. Okay, now the much-rumored Wu-Tang reunion album has been confirmed by the RZA. Yeah, no. Are you excited to get back with the rest of the Wu-Tang Killer Bees Clan? Big baby Jesus, I can't wait. That I can't wait. Okay, you realize we're trying to be entertaining here. Um, okay, so getting back to the Rock and Bells tour, it's been a really hot summer, so I gotta tell you, old dirty bastard hologram, you really gotta be careful on stage. You gotta stay hydrated. It's really important. Oh, baby, I like it raw. Yeah, baby, I like it raw. <laughs> no, you actually look a little raw right now. You want a, a napkin or something to dab yourself down? You can't use vitamin condoms don't work. It ain't lambskin. You can't use the word napkin. Okay, sorry, sorry. You know, you're so sensitive. Publishers didn't warn me about any trigger words or anything. Um, so getting back on the Rock to Bells, I was actually really looking forward to coming out to the concert this year, but I'm actually going to be out of town that day. So. Now, yo, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I'm diplomat playing pity pad. Rat a tat tat, scaredy cat. I wouldn't say I'm scared. I just, I, I'm going to be out, out, out of town, you know. It has nothing to do with all the crazy young people that might be there in their oversized baggy Sean John shirts, but I, I, I digress. Alright, this is all about you, old dirty bastard hologram. So if you don't mind me saying, big baby Jesus, you're known to be a bit of a ladies' man, right? Oh, yeah. You actually have a few different baby mamas, don't you, you sly, dirty dog? You, yeah, you do. Now, I gotta know, how does a world-famous hologram go about picking up chicks? Oh, baby. <laughs> you give me your number, I call you up. You act like you're your insurer. I don't have no trouble with you me, but I have a little problem with you not me. Uh, you know, that seems actually a little demeaning to me. I don't want no problems because I put you down in the ground where you cannot be found. I'm just dirt dog trying to make somebody. So give me my streaks and give me my honey. Radios play this all day, every day. Recognize I'm a fool and you love me. None of you no, better look at me funny. No, you know my name now? Give me my money. Um, you know what? We actually have to go to commercial break. So before we go, is there anything else you want to say? To the people who are watching out there. I want to give a shout out to Funkmaster Flex yeah. and all the DJs across the world. I want to give a shout out to my Luke. I want to give a shout out to my Sugar. you lonely tonight? Well, no longer with Hit Me Up Hipster. For only $2.99, you can download Hit Me Up Hipster from the App Store. You will instantly be connected with hundreds of live hipsters in your area. Because nothing says besties like. Uh, if you can fit two fingers between your ankles and your denim, it's not tight enough. Hit Me Up Hipster uses the most up-to-date hipster lingo sass to guarantee your companionship. Yeah, I heard about the Ice Cream Bandit Rebellion a couple years ago. I'm really into exclamation mark ampersand alt delete dollar sign underscore underscore. Their new album, open bracket, space, 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 close bracket, is off the cob. That's Hit Me Up Hipster. Download it on the App Store right now. Does this fluorescent tank come in ladies large? I'm just curious. Thank you, Lauren. You're 
side. Now, my next guest is a world-renowned voiceover artist and rap mogul. And you can hear him on such podcasts as Live at 6.05. Starting Tuesday, July 22nd, you can download his new special entitled It's Shaboy. And later this fall, you can see him on Broadway. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Cha Boy. Back up in this ass, rabbit tat tat when my guns go clat. How you doing, baby? Hey, J Mal, J Boogie, J Mac, J Malin Camp, John Cook Malin Camp. How you living, baby? How's your summer been? How you doing? How you doing? Hey, it's your boy, it's been a while. How you doing? It's good to see you. How's your summer been? Ah, uh, can't complain, man. Hey, am I allowed to swear on this? I know y'all are bleeping old dirty bastard hologram. That actually wasn't even us. That was just uh, his publicist, old dirty bastards, publicist hologram. They don't like it to swear, they want to save it all for the stage, so I apologize for all the beeping for that. Ah, shit, ain't no thing but a chicken wing, man. I'm gonna light this ass up in here, if y'all don't mind. It's your boy. Hey, it's, you know, it's your boy. You do whatever it is you gotta do. We're just happy to have you here at late night at 6.05. Ah, shit. Alright, so, it's your boy, it's been a while since we talked. What have you been up to lately? Ah, uh, y'all know I got my new rap album coming out called It's Your Boy. I got lots of different features on there, everyone from Waka Flocka Flame. Jersey Drake, Birdman, you know, Slim Limp's the new man. He's on my new label called It's Your Boy Records. So y'all look out for that drop real soon. That's on July 22nd. It's Tuesday. Y'all go cop that. I don't mind. You know what? Y'all go ahead, go download it. I just want this for the people, the people out there, the people who need me, the people who I need them. The people, the people, the people. It's your boy, Riley Tat Tat. Yeah, you know, I'm definitely going to go pick that up. I do an episode of Live at 605, and that's fantastic, you know. Really cool. I got to know the man, the myth, the legend that is Chaboy. And so, okay, let's get back to this, Chaboy. You have your album coming out July 22nd. It's called It's Chaboy. What else do you have in source for us this year? Ah, shit, man. I'm going to New York. You know, Broadway, baby. I got a new Broadway show coming out called It's Cha Broadway. It's going to be coming out this fall off, off Broadway. But you all know you can find me. It's Cha Broadway. Cool. You know, that sounds really interesting. And and what's It's Cha Broadway about? Ah, shit. You know, I had to pay respects to the big homies Bone Thugs and Harmony. Everyone from Wishbone, Crazy Bone, Lazy Bone, Flesh and Bone, all the bone, 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 bone. <laughs> you know, this is Extra Broadway. It's based on their classic album, Thug World Order. You know, that's the one that's got, Home, take, take me home. I thought it was time to get your boy. And Bone Thugs Army, their dues. What better way than Broadway? It's your boy, it's your Broadway. Bone Thugs and Army, Bone Thugs and Boys, it's your boy. You know what, it's just a really good three-hour story about when a man and a bone and a bone and a man meet a woman and they just get together and it's that thug world order. You know what, I play all five bone thugs and harmony members. Everyone from, like I said, wishbone, lazy bone to crazy bone, I'm chub bone. And you know, it's all about them from going from ashy to classy, from stutter to gutter, from hoop to holla, and you know what, it's going to be this fall on Broadway. You got to come check it out. It's called It's Your Broadway. Okay, so this is what we know about you, your boy. Let's, let's get into you. Let's talk for a second. Let's rap. <laughs> oh, you know, I love to rap. Let's get, come to the bone bone, come to the bone bone, come to the bone bone. No, I don't, I don't mean rapping. I mean, let's talk. Let's, <laughs> let's do some more promotion, your boy. So you have your album coming out. drops next week, July 22nd. We're all really excited. This fall, 
you have your very first Broadway special called Itch to Broadway. And is there anything else we need to know about you? I heard you might be dabbling in television. Is this true? <laughs> Shit, homeboy. Yeah, playboy, you know me. I kind of got my fingers in every different pot here, you know. When I'm not smoking pot or doing pot, hey, kids, say no drugs unless it's pot. Pot is good shit. I do have. Yeah, man. I got my Broadway, I got my album. And this winter, coming actually right before Christmas, just in time for a holiday, for a rat pot Christmas crap, <laughs> just in time for a stocking stuffer, I have a brand new TV show coming out called Locked Up Chabrad. Ah, oh, shit, man. This shit's crazy, man. It's me, it's me and ten overprivileged little bitches, you know, who think it, they don't know what it's like not to live up in the streets. So it's me living with these people, and I give them a dose of reality. We live up Chabrad, up in Colombia, and y'all, man, it's crazy. I can't say much about it right now, but shit is off the hook. You know, that sounds really good, Chaboy. You do a fantastic job of explaining things. <laughs> I know that I'll be watching that this Christmas. Locked up Chabrad. Oh, my God. Okay, well, we're almost out of time here. Is there anything else you want to say to the people who are listening and fans of you, Chaboy? Oh, shit, man. I've been doing this thing here for a minute, and I'm just privileged and blessed. Shout out to the big man, big baby G's upstairs. Man, thank you so much for all the love and respect I get. Y'all crazy, man. It's Chaboy. I'm just going to say, we don't die, we multiply. We up in the club all day, every day. Smoking weed every day, getting work done, <laughs> chilling, living, loving, fucking, all days. All day, every day. It's your boy. I'll see y'all real soon. Peace. Your boy, ladies and gentlemen, go get his new album. Comes out next week, July 22nd. We'll be right back with the musical styles of Johnny D. something new it's boys town brew hi i'm john co-founder of boys town brew we here at boys town brew like to ensure that our large lockers with its easy to grip knob goes down your throat for an easy and pleasurable swallow mm. Mm. out of the closet into your hands boys town brew ready to come out when you are available out at any source right now mm. Mm. in a world where man and dinosaur come together as one this summer, we proudly present... Jesus, Dinosaur Mom, I don't know who you are anymore. You're sleeping around, drinking, getting drunk every night, smoking that dope. You're not my mom. You're not a dinosaur. You're a dino whore. Coming in the fall of 2025, it is Dino Whore. Welcome back to Late Night at 6.05. Alright, my next guest I'm really excited for you guys to see. He's a talented young hip-hop rap star from Ottawa. He's making his network podcasting debut tonight with Late Night at 6.05. And you can see him this summer making the circuit at all the hip-hop karaoke's. Please welcome Johnny D. Boys and girls, children of all ages. 
Fantastic. Thanks so much for being here tonight, Johnny. You were great. Oh, thanks for having me, Johnny. It was, it was a pleasure to finally be on Late Night at 6.05. Been a fan for many years. Oh, and I've been a fan of yours, too, for many years. I love your song choice. You know, I love any time you do Lil Wayne. I actually got to hear you do N-Words in Paris last month at Hip Hop Karaoke. Yeah, thanks, John. That was great. It was one of my favorite ones. You got a really good crowd reaction. Yeah, thanks, Johnny D. I, th I thought it did, too. All right, well, that's all the time we got tonight. Thanks for watching Late Night at 6.05. I want to thank my guests. Old Dirty Bastard Hologram, Chaboy, and of course, Johnny D. Now stay tuned next for an evening with the award winner, Val Gomez. Her guests tonight, John Hamm and John Stamos. I know I can't help but feel a little left out. <laughs> All right, good night, everybody. See you next time. Boy, your boy back in the studios. It's been a minute since I've been here. You know, I just got out of rehab. But I was just like, oh man, I can't let this shit go out with a cameo from your boy. Like I said, man, it's been a minute and I ain't about to let that punk ass John premiere his stupid ass Love is a Whatever song. Nah, man, this is your boy radio and I'm back at it. It's been a long time. I shouldn't have left you. <laughs> oh man, I can't believe I'm back. I'm back. I'm about to bust you a freestyle. Let's see. Oh, oh, it's your boy, back in the studio, rapping like my name is Coolio, that lyrics for days, I'm big like a fast food craze, and I'm dope, cause this rhymes like some coke, and I can't stop, won't stop, got rhymes for days, <laughs> that's just a preview of my new record called, it's your boy, coming out this fall, it's your boy records, oh man, I can't believe it, I'm out of rehab, but I'm freaking out man, I'm high off that molly, off that chronic, off that ketamine, off that protein, off that Charlie Sheen, off that Mr. Clean, off that Darlene from Roseanne, as in I can do it like I'm in a marching band. Peep my hand, bandstand, in your American bandstand from my memory glands. I'm an American man. Ah, shit, man, I gotta end this shit because I'm gone too crazy off that lean. So like I said, I'm just here to hijack the band of the week because I guess to keep it gangsta. And if you know what your boy, you know what your boy is a motherfucking G from the streets. So I'm gonna get into the big homie. I'm play the most gangster shit you ever heard. I got into, y'all can't deny it. I'm a fucking rider. Y'all don't wanna fuck with me. <laughs> That's right. It's Tupac's ambitions as a rider. Let's get into this shit right now. All the ways to get in contact with this guy's bitch ass. 
Facebook.com slash Lava605 for picture memes and gifts. And then follow these guys on Twitter and Instagram. They're at Malincamp and ValGomez23. So until next week, it's your boy. Holla at your damn boy. One love. I'd rather die
John Mallon. And Val Gomez.